thank you, Angela. I'm just going to go straight into the word because I don't think uh, I'm, just, I'm just conscious of the time. Uh, but before that, I'm going to just pray. Father, we just want to thank you for your grace. We thank you for everything that we are hearing. We thank you, Father, God, Lord, for open heavens. I pray, Lord, that you touch each and everyone. Anoint us as we hear your word in Jesus' name. Amen. I want to talk about leadership and, and mentoring. Leadership and mentoring. Um, and I want to put some scriptures. If I could have the scriptures up, um, I don't think I can replicate what Angela did. She was quite excellent. She had PowerPoint. So just put a precedent to me there. But anyway, I want the scriptures, if possible, to be put up there. Um, I'm going to read two scriptures just before I continue. John chapter 16, verse 7, and John chapter 14, verse 12. If you could have them uh, simultaneously up there, if possible. And it says, Nevertheless, I tell you the truth. It is your advantage that I go away. For if I do not go away, the helper will not come to you. But if I depart, I will send him to you. And the second scripture, John chapter 14, verse 12 says, Most assuredly, this is a New King James Version, I say to you, he who believes in me, the works that I do, he will do also. And greater works than this will he do because I go to the Father. And I want to emphasize the fact that Jesus says that he has to go. I go to the Father. If I do not go away, the helper will not come. And I'm talking about leadership and, and mentoring. Jesus, to me, is the consummate leader, the ultimate leader. Yet, he's the leader that says, I have to go away. I have to leave. I think that epitomizes leadership for me. He has to leave. When I was growing up, 1986, there was this president... <laughs> and I share this in cell, by the way. And this president, 1986, I was in primary school. He was the leader. I finished high school. He was the leader. I came to England, 1994. Was the leader. <laughs> I got saved. Still is the leader. I got married. Still the leader. I've got my first daughter. He's still the leader. I'm expecting another child. He's still the leader. But look what Jesus says. Jesus says this, I have to go. Leadership is not about holding. God is very much concerned about replicating, replicating his people. God it says, in the beginning, what God created, what the heavens and the earth. And we see the sequence of creation until day number six, God created who? Man. After that, the Bible talks about man. God is concerned about replicating. Replicating people. Not holding position like this leader. It says, I have to go away so that you guys... <laughs> so you guys can take over. I told myself this, that um, I read this scripture and I told them, I will have to go away. <laughs> so that you guys can start leading cell. And you guys can lead cell, and then you have to go away. So that someone else can 
lead cell, God is about replicating. You see, when God speaks to you, God is not speaking to you per se. He's speaking to a generation. When he gives you a word, he's not only giving you a word, he's giving you a word for your generation. Your family and the people that you influence, your cell, your church, your whatever head of influence. God is about mentorship. Replicating. Matthew chapter 17, verse 14 to 17. Look at what Jesus does here. Very fascinating. Matthew chapter 17, verse 14 to 17. And when they had come to the multitude, a man came to him, kneeling down to him and saying, Lord, have mercy on my son, for he is an epileptic and suffers, and suffers severely. He often falls into the fire and often into the water. So I brought him to your disciples, but they could not cure him. This is what Jesus said. Then Jesus answered and said, O faithless and perverse generation, how long will I be with you? How long shall I bear with you? Bring him here to me. Look at what Jesus' is, is response is. Here is um, somebody whose uh, son is suffering from epilepsy. And they bring him to Jesus. Jesus does not deal with the situation immediately. He doesn't. He doesn't cure the situation immediately. What does he do? He turns to his disciples. He turns to the people he is training. And he tells them what? How long shall I be with you? In other words, Jesus is saying that I need you guys to be trained. I need you guys to be able to cast out devils, to heal the sick. I need you guys to be able to lead the cell. <laughs> In your context of leadership, <laughs> I, pastor, I, I need you guys to be able to pastor the church. Yeah, pastor? I need you guys to, after he has addressed the people that he's replicating, then he comes and he heals the situation. God is about mentorship. God is about mentorship. He wants to replicate what he desires in you. God, I had Pastor Joe say this, you know, that God could have created billions of people in one day. Come on, he's God. Isn't he God? If he wants to create, he will create. But he decided to create what? One? One person. I see God so passionate about this. He's so passionate about creating and replicating that even if it doesn't work in the first time, he comes back again. You see, let us create man, Genesis chapter 1, verse 26 to 28. Then God said, let us make man in our own image, according to our likeness. Let, let them have dominion over the fish of the sea, over the birds of the air, of the cattle, of all the earth, on every creeping thing that creeps on the earth. So God created man. I see God creating man. And we see the first man failing. But God is so passionate about what he wants to do. Are you passionate about what you want to do? He is so passionate about what he wants to do so that even if the first man failed, he goes back and brings another man, the second man. Who's the second man? Jesus. First Corinthians chapter 15, verse 45. And so it is written, the first man, Adam, became what? A living soul. The last man became what? A life-giving spirit. However, the spiritual is not first. 
but the natural, and after all the spiritual. The first man was of the earth, made of dust, but the second man is who? The Lord. So I see God so passionate about what he wants to do. So that even if it doesn't work, he's coming back again and creating another man. And this man, Jesus, <laughs> Jesus, the consummate leader, the one who has to go away, Jesus had to go away so that we can take over. Jesus delegates power. Leadership is about delegating power and authority, not holding on to power and authority. Delegating power and authority. I see Jesus delegating power and authority. How do I see Jesus delegating power and authority? Matthew chapter, eight, chapter 28, verse 18 to 20, the Great Commission. It says, and Jesus spoke to them and saying, all authority has been given to me in heaven and on earth. Then what does it say? You, not me. You guys go and what? And make disciples of all nations. So leadership is about delegating power, passing on power, passing on authority, just like Jesus did. He passed on power. He passed on authority. It is fascinating that Jesus did not build any buildings. Excuse me. Jesus did not build any buildings. I see King David building a building. Or he wants to build a building. Jesus did not build any buildings. Jesus was building people. He was building people. So long as he could build people, he knew that his legacy would continue. As leaders, we need to be building people. Mentoring. When I was in Saturn, I took upon myself to mentor a few, uh, the young guys actually. And I realized how important it was to mentor these young guys. To teach them. Every month I would get them together and we would discuss issues. Relate them to how, what's happening outside there. And I realized how, I don't want to, let me use this word carefully. How, are you twisted? Messed up. Uh, um, Austin's word. How messed up some of their ideologies were. And if I did not mentor them, they would have had some warped thinking. Mentorship. God is about mentoring. God is about mentoring. Replicating. Replicating. Mentoring. Passing on power and authority. In order for us to actually look at leadership, we want to study some of the great leaders in the Bible. And um, one of them is Paul. I like Paul. Paul loves to read, just like me. I love to read. Pastor Joe, I've bought all of your books. I think I'm the first person who buys your books whenever they're out. As soon as they're out, I buy them and I read them. I love to read books. I started reading books way back, 1995. I decided I'm going to buy, I read a book every month. So every month I'd buy a book and read. And I said, this is not enough. I need to go maybe two books every month. And I felt this is not enough. And I went and I bought a book about rapid reading, how to read books quickly. <laughs> <laughs> My wife knows that book, <laughs> Rapid Reading, and I bought this book so I could read books. <laughs> I would encourage you to read, <laughs> to be people who are avid readers, who read widely and widely, widely <laughs> and widely. <laughs> Paul, Paul is one of the great leaders. In fact, if we look at Paul, um, 2 Timothy chapter 4, verse 13, 
Look at what Paul says in 2 Timothy chapter 4, verse 13. It says, um, Bring the cloak that are left with coppers, are troas when you come, and the what? The books, especially the parchments. New Living Translation says, when you come, be sure you bring the coat I left at corpus, at trousers, and also bring what? My books and also my papers. I would encourage everybody here to be an avid reader. I try to encourage people to be readers. I try. Anybody who comes, my wife's uh, um, um, dad, Bishop Powell is an avid reader, loves books. When I got married, I said, oh, so you also love books? Yes, I love books. And he, he buys his books and he sends them to me and I read them and, I, and I, he reads them and we get together and we discuss. You know, and I, <laughs> I would encourage you to read books. <laughs> Securing the marriage. All right. Yes, so we talk, I'm talking about Tim, uh, Paul and Timothy. We see replication all throughout the Bible. New Testament, Old Testament, we see it. Moses, Joshua, Paul, Timothy, Elijah, Elisha, Jesus and his disciples, we see it. Paul and Timothy. Paul, one of the greatest leaders in Christendom, wrote nine books. If you want to add Hebrew to his collections, the book of Hebrews, over so, so many numerous churches, look at what he tells Timothy in 2 Timothy chapter 2, verse 2. He says, 2 Timothy chapter 2, verse 2. He says, and the things that you have heard from me among many witnesses, commit this what to faithful men who will be able to teach others also. And so as leaders, we have to commit to teaching what we have heard. I think there's a lot that we have heard from our dear pastors, Pastor Joe, and from this church. And there's so many teachings. We've been exposed to so many wonderful giftings in this church. I remember the first time I saw um, Prophet Ano. Chris, your dad. Uh, Chris is in my cell. <laughs> I saw him, and I thought to myself, is this a man? This must be an angel. This guy cannot be real. I mean, the way he was calling out people, he was walking into people's bedrooms. I said, I'm now walking into someone's bedroom. I said, oh, I hope he doesn't walk into my bedroom. But, huh? <laughs> We've been exposed to so many giftings. We've been exposed to so many teachings. It says what? And these things you have heard, from among many witnesses, the school of prophetic that we have had, the school of evangelism that we have had, the prayer meetings, the school of prayer that we have had. What do you do? Commit this to faithful men who will pass this on and teach others also. Leadership and mentoring. Leadership and raising others. I am very careful now because I, I have a daughter and I'm going to have another child as well. So I've got to be very careful how I talk. <laughs> yeah, I've got to be, everything has changed now. <laughs> everything has changed because I need to make sure that I pass on to her, the next generation. As I said, when God speaks to me, he's speaking to the generation. Not only my daughter, but my cell. He's speaking to myself. He's speaking to everybody who is under my sphere of influence. Leadership. Everything hinges on leadership. 
Everything on this earth hinges on leadership. And as I close, I want to say that we are, as the Bible says, we are all sheep. Jesus said, I am the good shepherd. He didn't say, I am the shepherd. I am the good shepherd. I have done some shepherding, but I don't think I was a good shepherd. We went shepherding once way, in, in, way back in our country, and the heat and the hunger that hit me. I told these guys, I'm going for a short call around the corner. And the next thing they saw me over the horizon, I was going home. Hard enough. I'd hard enough. And they called me, hey, David, come back. And I went home, and my dad is asking me, what's happening? I said, I ran away, man. I think it's too hard. Jesus said, I am the good shepherd. We are sheep. You know, sheep, a shepherd, I realized that how I was doing shepherding was wrong compared to how they're doing shepherding in the Middle East. A shepherd is somebody who in the Middle East used to walk in the front. He was ahead of of the rest of the sheep. Uh, We were behind when we used to shepherd. (laughs) Leadership. (laughs) This is, we are sheep. Sheep cannot fight a lion on its own, can it? Can it fight a leopard on its own? We are sheep. You cannot, you see, when we, God saved me and Andrew some of you know Andrew we used to go out um, evangelizing Croydon area. We'd come out and we'd go with another guy, a third guy from another church. And after some years, um, Andrew asked me, how is so-and-so doing? I said, I saw him, I saw him. He's walking He's walking in the streets talking to himself. And I, 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 I stopped him and asked him, hey, what's going on? He said, no, I don't need to go to church. God is speaking to me. So he's hearing voices and he's saying that God is speaking to him. He said he doesn't need church. You need church. I said there are spiritual leopards. A sheep cannot fight a leopard. Even if how hard it tries, it can't. It cannot fight, fight a spiritual wolf on its own. He ends up talking to himself. <laughs> you need to be in the fold. Ladies and gentlemen, I would encourage us to be people who are looking at the next generation. All right? People who are seeking to replicate and to pass on what God has given us. He said that Jesus is the most successful entrepreneur. He said that. Why? Because Jesus, his organization and his company is still going on strong <laughs> till today. Still going on very strong. Why? Because he focused on people. He built and invested in people. Amen. Amen. Amen.